or I'm starting a new series today that I'm excited about, and we're going to be looking at the Holy Spirit. In Acts 19, as our opening text today, it says, While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So in this series, we're going to be learning about the Holy Spirit and how important his role is in our life. So today's message is titled simply, Have You Received the Holy Spirit Since You Believed? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much that your presence is here. Every Sunday, you come and you minister to us, you strengthen us, you encourage us, and you change us. And we ask that you would do that today. Church, let's pray. Lord, speak to my heart. Change my life. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. In the church that I grew up in, I'm very thankful for it. But the Holy Spirit was referred to more as sort of a phenomenon, sort of a something that was acknowledged and celebrated but not really explained or understood, people would say, did you catch the Holy Ghost? <laughs> did you get it? And the, the problem that, that uh, I had was with some that caught the Holy Ghost, it didn't seem they caught the holy part of him. <laughs> uh, maybe you had an experience in church where he was treated more like a ghost uh, and you were taught to fear him. Maybe you were even taught that he was not of God, that all of that was not of God. Maybe you see the Holy Spirit as something weird or only for those extreme Christians, those fanatical Christians. Maybe you think it's all about not wearing makeup and your hair up in a bun. Or maybe you think it's about wearing a lot of makeup and you have big poofy hair. I don't know what your experience is when you think about the Holy Spirit. But regardless of your negative experience, if there is some, it's time for you to learn about him and to receive all that he has for you. If you're taking notes, the Holy Spirit is crucial to victorious Christian living, victorious Christian living, and Satan's strategy is to discredit the validity and the work of the Holy Spirit to keep you from his power in your life. Satan wants to confuse you. Satan wants you to be concerned and worried about because he understands that the Holy Spirit working in your life gives you more authority over him. So he'll do his best. We saw it on the day of Pentecost that many thought those that received the baptism were drunk. And Peter addressed it. He said, these are not drunk as you suppose. And so Satan, from the very get-go, tries to discredit what the Lord was doing. And he will do it today. But we're going to receive all God has for us. Amen? And we want everything. So he's, he's not... Um, 
those negative experiences, sorry that you've had those, and, and um, sorry that people have misrepresented him. We really want to learn about him so we can have a personal experience. So three important things. There's so much more than three, but three for the sake of time this morning about the Holy Spirit. Number one, he is God. He is not an it. He is not a, a, a wave. He may come as a wave, but he is God. He's not a, a spooky spirit. He is God. He is the third person of the Godhead Trinity. The Trinity consists of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They are three, but yet they are one. Well, pastor, I don't understand that. I don't either because I am not God, <laughs> and he is. There are different ways that people try to explain it. Well, it's like an egg with a yolk. All of that still doesn't do it justice. There's no way for me and you to understand that they are three, but yet they are one. And they have their functions, but they are all one. He is God, but he is also the Godhead Trinity. Well, I just can't believe nothing that I don't uh, understand. Well, you, that means your sins are not forgiven. <laughs> Does that make sense? That the Lord would forgive us of all of our sins, that we can be white before him? But he has, and we can receive that. And so many things with God that we have a hard time for our minds to receive that. That's the reason why it's by faith that we receive it. Understanding that his ways are high above our ways. Amen. And his thoughts are high above our thoughts, the scripture says. So he is God. And we see that in scripture, Luke 3, when Jesus was baptized. It said when all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. This is water baptism. And as he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son whom I love, with you I am well pleased. So we see the Father, we see the Son, we see the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in Matthew 28, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. They are three, yet they are one. It is the Godhead Trinity and the Holy Spirit is God. You don't have to be afraid of him. He is God. The second thing I want to cover with you this morning is he is your helper. I am so thankful. I need help. <laughs> Maybe I need more help than most, but I'm so thankful that he is my helper. I have seen him as my teacher. He has been my counselor. He is my comforter. I have seen him do all of those things in my life. Husbands, can I help you? Many of you have heard this, this story, but it fits so well. So if you have, just sort of take a nap for just a moment. But he will help you to be the better husband than you can be on your own. Wives, he can help you be a better wife than you can be on your own. Parents, he can help you be a better parent. I remember right after me and Patty got married, we came home from church and we got in an argument. How many of you have done that and we just left the presence of the Lord and we got an argument and we didn't even remember what the argument was about it was just heated and uh, we walked in the house and we were just mad and I had to get away from her she had to get away from me so I went back there and 
And um, the last thing we said to each other was, do you got something else to say? No. <laughs> so I was back there, and I was changing clothes. <laughs> I was fuming, and she was too. And the Holy Spirit had the nerve to tell me, you go apologize to her. I was like, I rebuke that devil? No. I was like, wait a minute. And it's this conversation with the Holy Spirit. You go apologize to her. Lord, I ain't done, I ain't done nothing. Now I'm arguing with the Lord. I haven't done anything. You saw. And he said this to me, please. So important. He said, is it worth it? And it was just like you threw cold water in my face. The Holy Spirit override, ro overrode my mind and my emotions to bring me to a real reality. And I said, no, it's not. And I had an attitude change just like that. And I walked back in the kitchen where she was, and I thought I'd have a little fun. It wasn't the time for that. I said, yeah, there is one more thing I want to say. And she turned around. The Lord ain't spoke to her yet. <laughs> you know that story? He got fire in his eyes. She had fire in her eyes. And I, I walked over. I said, yeah, I um, want to tell you. I think I told her I love her and just gave her. I haven't given you a, a hug. And I just reached and grabbed a hold of her. And it was like hugging a fish at first. But I hugged her. <laughs> and it was amazing how all of that just disappeared. Amen. Left our house. We don't even remember what the argument was about. And it didn't go anywhere from that. That's the helper of the Holy Spirit. He's there to help us in every way that we need help. Jesus said, I will pray to the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Let me get that other slide so I know what my scripture. But so it says in verse 13, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. That brings me to my other point that let me give you. Uh, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. The Holy Spirit will speak truth to you. Truth. He will point you to Jesus who is the truth. You want the Holy Spirit, your helper, to help you out. And then the third thing about the Holy Spirit is this. I love this. He is your friend. He is your friend. We know how all of us know how it is to have those fair weather friends that they are good there for the good times. But I have discovered that the Holy Spirit will be there for me in the bad times, in the ugly times, when I am at my lowest. When I'm anything far from the person that God wants me to be, the Holy Spirit is still there, convicting me, loving me, encouraging me. I am so thankful that he is a friend that really sticks closer than any other John 14 says this, Jesus said, The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, 
but you will know him. Do you know the Holy Spirit? Do you know the friendship of the Holy Spirit? But you will know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. The more you understand that he is your friend and that he is always with you, the greater the relationship you will have with him on a daily basis. The first thing I like to do in the morning when I wake up, I say, good morning, Holy Spirit. I know he is right there with me. And the more I acknowledge him, the more he lets me know that he is with me. He is with me always. He's with you always throughout the day. Acknowledge him. Talk to him. The more you acknowledge him, the more, again, you'll be aware that he is with you. He goes with you wherever you are. You, he is a friend to you. Understand that, that he sees what you see. He hears what you hear. And if it's something that is not godly, you can't ask him to wait outside while I go and enjoy this. Because with that be, him being a friend, did you know that we can please him? Or the scripture says that we can even grieve him. It says in Ephesians 4.30, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. That as a Christian, he is your seal, guaranteeing what is to come for you. And he is that friend that's always with you. So we want to make sure. He'll let you know when it's something that doesn't please him. Uh, don't watch that. Don't listen to that. He's not trying to ruin your fun. He's trying to protect you and keep you in a place where God can bless you. That is your friend, the Holy Spirit. And he's with us always. Now, there are so many other things that he does for us, again, for time's sake. I won't be able to cover those, but I opened with a text where Paul asked some of the new disciples a question. He said, have you received the Holy Spirit when you believed? And I want us to clarify, I want to take just a few moments to look at what does it mean to receive the Holy Spirit. The first way to receive the Holy Spirit is at salvation. You receive the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, he's the one that leads you to Jesus. Jesus said he will convict the world of sin. So he's the one that moves on your heart, that convinces you, if you will, that you need a Savior. He points you to Jesus and salvation through Christ, the gift of salvation that Jesus paid for by his own blood. And the Holy Spirit will move on you. I was eight years old when the Holy Spirit moved on my life that I needed a Savior, that I needed to turn my life over to Him. And when I believed and received that gift of salvation, the Holy Spirit moved in my life. I had the, the, some of the, the, the blessings of the Holy Spirit. Even at a young age, I was baptized with the Holy Spirit also at eight. And I remember as a child so many times having these, these times of, of weeping that would come over me, and I didn't understand that. I, I didn't, and I didn't tell anybody about it. I didn't know what it was. I thought, okay, well, I'm a man. I'm a, I'm a boy. What am I doing this for? And I only found out later on that that was a working of the Holy Spirit for intercession. And the Lord told me that later on in life, I realized that even as a child, the Holy Spirit would move on me to intercede for others. 
And that was the Holy Spirit working in my life. But I received him at salvation, and you did too. If you receive Jesus, when we say receive Jesus in your heart, what we're meaning is receive the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, in your life. And he moves in at salvation. He begins to move in, and he begins to show you things that are not pleasing to the Lord. And he begins to show you things that are pleasing to the Lord. He begins to perfect us more into the image of Christ. And we so need him. We, we have him. We want to yield to his working. Now, these disciples, uh, Paul asked them this question, and they didn't understand uh, the, the question that Paul was giving them. Have you received the Holy Spirit? They did, if they believed. Let me show you in Scripture uh, another way to, to confirm this. The disciples, this is after Jesus had been crucified, but before he ascended to heaven. And the scripture says that when uh, Jesus came to them, let me read it in scripture. Uh, it said, on the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for the fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. So Jesus has already given his life. He's already rose from the dead. This is before he ascends to heaven. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Verse 21, and again, Jesus said, Peace be with you as the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and, and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Now, I really believe at this point, the disciples were able to receive the gift of salvation that Jesus just purchased. And at this point, they were saved as disciples of God. And they received the Holy Spirit at their salvation. But this very same Jesus with some of these same disciples, he tells them later on to wait. There's another experience with the Holy Spirit. And that's what I want to share with you, the second way to receive the Holy Spirit, and it is this. The Holy Spirit baptism. Jesus himself said this after he had told, he breathed on them and they received the Holy Spirit. In Acts, it says, on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So they had received the Holy Spirit at salvation as well as you and I. But then this separate experience that Jesus is telling his disciples, I want you to wait. There's another experience with the Holy Spirit. There's another way that you will receive him. And it is the baptism of with the Holy Spirit. In a few days you'll receive. So that is an experience for every believer, not just the disciples. It is an experience that we all should have, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to be looking at that over the next few weeks. What does that look like in our life, in our Christian living for Jesus? So after you receive the Holy Spirit, well, let, me, let me ask you this question. Do you think you have to be baptized with the Holy Spirit to go to heaven? No, 
You do not. Do you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Yes. If God has called something a gift and thought it was so important for his disciples to wait on it before they go fulfill the Great Commission, why would I not want to receive it? I need everything God has for me. I want everything God has. I don't want nothing God doesn't have, but I want everything he has for me, don't you? And Jesus gives us one of the awesome benefits of the baptism of the Holy Spirit in Acts 1.8. He says this, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Anybody need more power to live for the Lord? More touch, more anointing, more, more I want to. I want to read. I want to pray. I want to do what God wants me to do. We all need more of that, don't we? And Jesus said, when you experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you will receive power. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Holy Spirit power in our lives to live beyond our ability. You know, this world right now has really a, a fascination with superheroes. Those that have these superpowers to be able to do good in the earth. Well, we have supernatural power to be able to do good in the earth. And he's called the Holy Spirit. And it's Holy Spirit baptism. And it's for every one of us, not just for the fivefold ministry, not just for the pastor, not just for the missionaries. It's for everyone who has received him, and you did at salvation. Now, again, there's so much material that we'll cover when you talk about Holy Spirit. There's so much that, that, that can be said. But in the last few minutes here, I want to mention just a couple of great benefits when he moves in uh, into your life at salvation, he begins to perfect God's character in your life. And man, I need help with that one, don't you? And in uh, Galatians, it tells us what God's character is and what the Holy Spirit wants to produce in us. It says, for the fruit of the Spirit or the character of the Spirit is love. Anybody need some more love? Love for others. Joy. Anybody need some more joy? Peace, forbearance, or patience. <laughs> How many of you can use a big dose of patience? Goodness, or, or kindness and goodness. Man, don't the world need that, <laughs> amen? Faithfulness, and this one I really need. Gentleness and self-control. That is available to us. Well, Pastor, I know people who are Christians all the time, and they ain't got none of that working for them because they're not yielding to the Holy Spirit within them. He is there. I, I can't tell you how many times that I want to lose my mind. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is right there bringing me back to his reality of godliness. Of godliness helping me to live a life pleasing to the Lord. I all the time, thank, thank you, Lord, for helping me. Thank you, sweet spirit of God, for not letting me do what I want to do. 
you're there to help me. I've shared with you my weakness of, of having someone driving on my behind in my vehicle, how much that displeases me. And I've already told you, if you're that kind of person that does that, you need to repent to be the first up to this altar. Especially if I'm passing somebody, I, I'm going enough to pass them. And Well, this last week, I... I had that happen to me. I was passing someone in the interst- on the interstate, and I'm going enough to pass the person enough speed. Well, this person was going faster than me, and they didn't like me getting in their way. Well, the way I figure I pay taxes, too, so I can be in that road if I want to. You know? but, and, and, and the old me, and, the, and this is what the, the me was saying. Hit your brakes. Does anybody ever feel like that? Come on, let me feel better. And the old me, I would lock them up. But thankfully, the Holy Spirit was telling me, just let it go. Just let it go. And it was amazing. I didn't feel my blood boil. I I, I stayed at peace. As a matter of fact, I just went ahead and got out of their way and prayed a blessing over them as they went by. That felt so much better. The Holy Spirit helps you to be like Jesus. He will conform you to the image of Christ, the scripture says. Then we have the Holy Spirit. He begins to perfect, uh, begins to give us gifts. Now, some of these gifts, I believe, he gives us at salvation, but so many more of them are given at at the baptism uh, of the Holy Spirit. And let me give you a list of those, and maybe we'll look at these again a little later on more in detail. But in 1 Corinthians, it gives us nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. I believe there are more. Wisdom, knowledge, there's a gift of faith, there's a gift of healing. We all can believe for healing now and receive healing. Jesus gave that authority. But the Holy Spirit gives the gift of healing that some have. A gift of miracles, a gift of prophecy, a gift of discerning of spirits. Man, we need that in this world today. A gift of tongues. We're going to talk about tongues. What's the thing about tongues? This tongue is for the church, so it's the gift of tongues and the gift of interpreting those tongues. And those are nine that are given to us in Scripture. And again, I believe there are more. Would you stand, please? One of my favorite um, experiences with the Holy Spirit for ministry was just a few years ago, and we took some from the church, some of us that went to Guatemala, and um, just had a wonderful time there that week, and I was to speak at the church on that Sunday, and the pastor, missionary pastor, told me before I, I went up to speak earlier, he said, then don't expect an altar call. That's just not the culture here. That if you give an uh, invitation to come forward for prayer, you're not going to have that many come. It just He was trying to help me out and my, not make me, uh, let me feel disappointed. So I, w- I went through that Sunday knowing that, that that's just not their culture to come up front and to be prayed for. And um, But something happened during worship. The Holy Spirit told me He said, watch me. Okay. 
what are you going to do, sweet spirit of God? And worship came, and, and I went up to speak. And to be completely honest, I didn't, if you've ever, uh, 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 I spoke with an interpreter, and that's very difficult. It's hard to get going. Everything you say has got to be said. And Papa Charlie, you know, it's just very difficult to get, a, to get into the flow of it. And I didn't feel like the message was that great. But I knew the Lord was going to do something because he told me, watch me. And I didn't know what the Lord was going to do. And, and I did, did feel led to have a time of prayer for miracles and for, for God to work in lives. And so through the interpreter, I said, if you want to be prayed for, I want you to come. And to my amazement, and I'm sure to the pastor's amazement, people were lined from one end of the sanctuary all the way to the other. And even many coming after that. Now, it had nothing to do with me. I understand that. It was the Holy Spirit ministry. It was him. And the same Holy Spirit that we experience so so thankful that he shows up at our church. So thankful during worship that he begins to move. Church, let's never take it for granted. Let's understand that it is him. It is he. He, is, he works. He, he heals. He delivers. He sets free. He wants to become so real to you that you acknowledge him and you know that he's with you. Would you bow your head, please? I want to pray a couple of prayers. The first prayer is the Holy Spirit for salvation. If you've never received salvation, you've never received the gift that Jesus has already purchased for you, forgiveness of sin and a wonderful life in him. The Holy Spirit is here. I believe this is every Sunday. I believe this is his main agenda. Yeah, he'll heal. Yeah, he'll give words. He'll give gifts. But his main goal is for you to know Jesus. He wants you to have such a relationship with him. And today, if you have never asked Christ into your life, or you know you're not living for him, and today you want to recommit all over again, the Holy Spirit right now is moving on you, loving you, not pushing you away, not pointing a condemning finger at you, he is wooing you to Jesus. He's pointing you to the one that loves you more than anyone else. And he's saying, surrender it all. He's got life for you. It's better than you can imagine. You can't even see it on this side. But wait till I move in. You'll see it clearly then how much he loves and how much he's done for you. Let's pray the first prayer. And at home, please pray this prayer. If it needs to, if you need to ask Christ into your heart, if you need to recommit because of sin, today do so. Please don't wait. Church, let's pray it together. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me so much that you gave your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for my sins. I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. Would you forgive me for all my sins? Would you come into my heart? Would you change my life? And I'll do my best to live for you. 
in Jesus name amen heads bowed just for a moment you say pastor that I needed that today I needed that prayer would you just raise your hand and we'll celebrate with you as far as heaven heaven is celebrating also if that was you yes I see your hand anyone else praise God for you the Holy Spirit just just filled you again all over anyone else just raise your hand up high so I can see the Lord has already done the work. This is just acknowledging what he's done. Anyone else? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord God, for that person that raised their hand, and if they're at home, that raised their hand. Thank you again for saving souls. Thank you again for washing sin away. And Holy Spirit, thank you for moving in and helping us to be more like Jesus. Now, this last prayer I want to pray is for those who want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said it was the gift that the Father promised. A gift does not have to be earned. It just has to be received. And eyes are closed right now, not that we are ashamed, but just to make it easier for others, if you want to receive the gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you can today. If you belong to Christ already, you can receive this second experience with the Holy Spirit. If that's you, would you just raise your hand? I want to be baptized. Yes, yes, yes. Just keep your hand up just for a moment. I'm going to pray with you in just a moment. Anyone else? Anyone else? Just a moment. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Anyone else? Thank you, God. At home, you can raise your hand. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Anyone else? Thank you, Jesus. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. You can put your hands down because this next one will include this prayer also. How many of you just need to be filled all over again? Man, you just need the infilling of the Holy Spirit all over again. Somebody said, well, why do I need to be filled if I've already received the baptism? And the person, this person responded, because we leak. We leak. We need to be filled again. Would you raise your hand if you'd like to be filled all over again with the Holy Spirit's power? And those that raised their hand just a moment ago, go ahead and raise yours again. And I'm fixing to pray for you. Now, I want you to ask the Lord to fill you. I want you to say, Lord, fill me by your presence. I want the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Would you do that? Just make that prayer right now between you and the Lord. You that raised their hand to be filled, Lord, I want to be filled all over again. I need your presence filling me up helping me go ahead and make that a prayer and I'm going to pray for us all my hands are raised I want to be filled every day of my life thank you Lord <laughs> thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Jesus now I believe the Lord is fixing to do that now let me pray for you with your hands raised up I'm going to pray one prayer that covers us all Heavenly Father we know that we need you Thank you so much for your son, Jesus, that has saved us of our sins. We are a child of God. And Lord, we're asking now that you would fill us with your presence. And some are saying, asking to be baptized for the first time with your presence. And Lord, I pray you do it now. All over this room, move on us. Now, if you begin to start feeling something, just raise your other hand and acknowledge the Lord, okay? If you just begin to start feeling something inside. Lord, feel by your presence, feel by your presence all over this room. I thank you, Lord, baptized, Lord, with the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus, that you said it's a gift the Father has given. We don't have to beg for it, we just receive it. And we thank you for it. 
Oh, we give you praise for him. Thank you for moving in our heart. In Jesus' mighty name. Now, let me say this. You say, well, Pastor, I, I didn't feel nothing. That, does that mean I did not receive? That The scripture doesn't teach that. The scripture says a gift is to be received, okay? Now, we know everything is by faith with the Lord. But let me say this. There will be a time where you will feel his presence there. And you will know. And there are many evidences. One being a prayer language that the Lord will give you. We'll talk about that on a Sunday. Don't miss uh, that, that Sunday over the next few weeks. And uh, you will know that the Holy Spirit is there with you. So for every one of us this week, be expecting the Lord to speak something to us. It may be, hey, I want you to go tell that person this. Hey, I want you to go do this. Obey. It's wonderful. If you are bored or have been bored being a Christian, get ready. It's fixing to get exciting for you. It's going to get exciting. Of course, Christianity ain't boring at all. It's a, it's a wonderful walk of faith. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Let's thank the Lord just one more time. Thank you, God, for your work. Lord God, so many of us, Lord, we have a hunger for you. and Lord, increase that in all of us. Increase it in all of us. We want everything that you have for us. Thank you for your character that you'll perfect in us. Thank you, Lord. We need that joy. We need that peace. Thank you for your giftings that you're giving to us. You distribute them, and thank you for that. We need you in our life. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Can we just be so bold and just give God a big old round of applause and a big praise? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. It's been a full day. Don't forget, as soon as I dismiss you, to go to the family foyer there and meet some of our leaders. I, I really appreciate everyone that's leading a group or that's opening our, our, their homes. And I really appreciate Bobby and Sybil for leading these wonderful groups. Uh, leaders up. Would you give them a big round of applause? Thank y'all. Appreciate it. Now let me send you out with a blessing. If you'll raise your hand to receive this, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Have a great Sunday. God bless